Hello, and welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Rome, and this is episode 13. Lucky number 13. So I'm psyched today because this is one of my favorite topics, which is how to healthify your desserts and how to up-level your baked goods so that you don't have to feel deprived of the things that you love because I know that sometimes you just want a piece of chocolate cake or grandma's apple pie or at Thanksgiving you want some pumpkin pie. So I want to give you simple swaps that you can make in your baked goods, even in your favorite recipes that so that you can still make them without sacrificing your gut health, without sacrificing your health goals. So the main things in baked goods, like what are the three main things in baked goods? We've got flour, oil or butter, and then sugar. So I'm going to go through all of these today and give you simple swaps that you can start up-leveling your baked goods so that you don't get this huge blood sugar spike and then are spiraling down the horrible path of cravings and crashes and feeling like crap or, you know, if you've got IBS or gut issues or autoimmune conditions and you eat a bite of the glutinous wheat flour-based dessert, then you're, you know, got weeks of gut distress. and so. This is a way to give you really gut-friendly, sugar-stabilizing dessert ideas. Okay, so we'll start with flours. So, so many baked goods and products are made with refined white flour or even refined wheat flour. You'll see on packages like enriched wheat flour, enriched, even whole grain flour is refined and can send your blood sugar on a spike as much as multiple tablespoons of sugar. So I want you to be really mindful when you're eating those. And the best thing is to swap these out and to start using alternative flours, which I'm going to share about in a second. Before I do that, I want you to be mindful of even the gluten-free flours. A lot of these are very refined. And a lot of times they're made, they're even like other grains like sorghum and things that are hard to digest and that can still be causing you gut issues so that gluten-free doesn't necessarily mean healthier or healthy. I mean, it's definitely a better option if you've got gluten sensitivity and you've got, you know, it's way better than eating a whole wheat flour based something, but to be mindful of it's very typically they're very high in carbs and very can still be aggravating to the gut. If that makes sense. Okay. So the best flours that I recommend are almond flour, coconut flour, and cassava flour. And I'm going to go through these so you can learn the advantages of each. So we'll start with almond flour. The reason I love almond flour is because it is so protein dense. There's so much protein. There's, it's relatively very low carb compared to a, ref, a typical white flour or wheat flour. It's, high, it's got good fiber and really healthy fats. So we've got... It's so satiating because it's filled with so much protein and so much good fat. So it's not like when you go eat a box of Chips Ahoy cookies that you can finish the whole box and you're still looking for more because it's just this flour that's pure carbs and it's just like endless. Where you eat something that's based with almond flour, it's very filling and it's satiating. So you're not looking for 30 cookies and you are actually getting satisfied from the food and it doesn't, it helps to, it doesn't spike your blood sugar like a normal cookie or a normal piece of cake. It helps stabilize the blood sugar because you've got that protein, you've got some fiber, you've got some, that healthy fat. And so almond flour is amazing. The 
only thing with almond flour is that if you do have a sensitivity to almonds, so um, I work with a lot of people with autoimmune issues and sometimes we have to eliminate nuts. I'm personally, I don't eat many nuts. I've got allergies and um, once in a while I do, but so I'm very sensitive to um, other people who, who are in the same boat. And so that's the only thing with almond flour. If you do have a sensitivity to almonds or know that you don't feel too great when you eat them, then that's something to be mindful of. And that's why we're going to talk about coconut flour. So coconut flour is an awesome alternative for anyone who's sensitive to nuts. It is a tree nut, but typically people with um, sensitivities to like almonds or other nuts um, that have autoimmune conditions or um, a lot of them can tolerate coconut. And so coconut is coconut flour is amazing in the fact that my favorite thing about it is that it's so fiberful. There's so much fiber in coconut, even more coconut flour, more than almond flour. And it's got good protein and it also has really good healthy fats and it's very nutrient dense. And so, I mean, even two tablespoons of coconut flour contains five grams of fiber, three grams of protein. And so it's very satiating and filling as well. The only thing with coconut flour is that it's definitely not a one-to-one -one swap with like if you're just trying to translate a recipe. It's more like a quarter cup of coconut flour per one cup of like refined flour or wheat flour. And which is great because then you're even getting a lower carb amount and that's awesome. And so the, um, the net carbs in coconut flour is very low, especially relative to the, the refined flours. So that's why I love coconut flour for blood sugar. If you're trying to regulate blood sugar, if you're a type two diabetic, trying to lose weight. And then it's also awesome if you've got any, if you've got a nut allergy or if you just want something very, very gentle on the gut. So coconut's an awesome option. And so for baking with it though, again, so one quarter cup to one cup is typically the, the substitution. And then also it's very drying and absorbs a lot of moisture. So with any recipe, pretty much you're going to have to add extra eggs and extra, I always add extra coconut oil or water or coconut milk to make things, give it back the moisture that it soaks up. And so um, this may be experimenting. They, I have a chart for this. I'll put it in the show notes, but they typically say like for every ounce of coconut flour you use, add an extra egg. So that's a, that's kind of a general rule. And okay. So coconut flour is amazing. So definitely try that out. And then also, and it doesn't have a super coconutty taste. So I love the taste of coconut, but it, this isn't, if you're like not a fan, it really doesn't have a super strong coconut taste. And you can also mix the flour. So uh, you'll see a lot like almond flour and coconut flour mixes. And that's great because then you get a ton of protein from the almonds, you get a ton of fiber from the coconut, and then you get all the nutrients from both. So if you tolerate both of them well, that's a great option too. And all right, next one is cassava flour. Cassava flour is like the best direct substitute for flour flour. So if you're wanting that same mouthfeel and cooking and really the same texture as a flour, you're going to get that with cassava flour. And it's really soft and powdery. It's made from the cassava root though. So it's very gentle on the gut. So this cassava flour is amazing, especially if you've got a nut issue. If you've got, if you don't do well with coconut or you're just really want something gentle to the gut. Cassava flour is great and it's awesome for any baked good. Pancakes, cakes, cupcakes, whatever. Um, the one thing with cassava flour is that it is still carby. 
So it isn't like the other two that are filled with fiber and protein and healthy fat. It's pretty much very carby. And so if your goal is weight loss, if your goal, if you've got diabetes, if you have liver issues like fatty liver disease, then this is, you can still eat it. It's way better for your gut than a refined flour, but it's just something to be mindful of that. It isn't like a free for all. None of these are free for alls, but that it's just something to be more mindful of. If you're doing keto, then you may want to really minimize cassava flour or mix it with the other two. That's what a lot of recipes I love is they add in the almond flour and the coconut flour. So you're getting, it's like you get the baked good quality of the cassava flour and then you get the fiber from the coconut flour and the protein from the almond flour. You still get a lot of protein from coconut flour too. So mixing these three can be a great option as well. And it is, yeah, so this one is like the best one for the one-to-one ratio as far as wheat flour to cassava flour goes. And I like the brand wise for these. I love Anthony's brand, Bob's Red Mills, Otto's brand has awesome cassava flour, um, Nutiva, Now Foods, Spectrum. These are all, you'll see these, you can find these on Amazon. Preferably just look for organic, non-GMO flours. And I do want to say one thing about almond flour. It is different than almond meal. So almond flour, they've been shelled and, um, they've been shelled and what's the word blanched. So they're blanched almonds that are ground into a fine powder where almond meal is, they're not shelled. I think it's just ground into the, the powder. And so almond meal can be used too, but is not as versatile as almond flour. So just be mindful when you're like, if you're at the store to note that, to make sure you're not buying almond meal if you're wanting almond flour. Okay. So, Oh, two more real quick flowers I want to mention are arrowroot flour, arrowroot flour, or arrowroot starch. And then that's from the, a root of a tropical plant. And then the tapioca starch, which is from the tapioca or from the cassava root, but it's not the same thing as cassava flour. Both of these are great swaps for cornstarch. They're amazing for like thickening icings or gravy, sauces, anything that would call for flour for that purpose or call for cornstarch. So they are very, I wouldn't use these as like the, a basis for a cookie, but they're great additives to help things be crispy or help things, as I said, like thicken up. And these are very carb, carby. So they're not full of protein or fiber like the coconut flour, or almond flour. So be mindful of those two, but they're great for additives. And okay, next thing we're going to talk about is oils and butter. So we'll start with oils. So most recipes call for vegetable oil or which is like soybean oil. And we really want to avoid these. These are pro-inflammatory to the body and they typically oxidize and cause oxidative stress, which is like pro-aging, pro-inflammation. So we want to swap these out for oils like coconut oil is my favorite baking oil. Coconut oil or you could use, I've honestly, I've made extra virgin olive oil brownies and they were the best brownies I've ever had. And they had kind of an extra virgin olive oil taste, but it was like with the chocolate, I don't know what, they were the most moist things ever. And so yeah, those were great. Also avocado oil is a very neutral taste. So that's a good, you could use that for your baked goods, but I typically use coconut oil and, or red, red palm oil is also an option or macadamia nut oil. Okay. So those are great swaps for vegetable oil. And then for, um, for butter, so let's talk butter. Butter, biggest thing is that if you're going to use butter, use, you know, 
buy organic grass-fed butter because regular butter from a conventionally raised cow, these cows are, are fed grains and they're not meant to be eating grains. So they get sick, they're pumped full of antibiotics, they're raised in stressful conditions, and then pumped full of hormones as well. So all of that gets stored in the fat, the toxins, the chemicals, the antibiotics, hormones, it gets stored in the fat and then you're eating that. It's all concentrated when you're getting the butter. So when you're buying butter, at least get the organic non-GMO butter, grass-fed from a real healthily raised cow. And you're also supporting those farms. So um, pay the extra dollar if you can. And then the other thing is if you've got autoimmune issues, so or if you've got thyroid issues or anxiety, depression, the protein called casein can cause a lot of issues for some people. And so um, to be completely casein-free, you may, instead of butter, use ghee. Ghee is grass-fed clarified butter, which basically drops out the inflammatory milk solids with the remains of the casein protein, and it's casein-free. And so shouldn't cause you issues. Listen to your body, though, if it for some reason does. But that's a great – I love ghee. Ghee has an amazing source of healthy fat. And it's awesome for cooking um, if you're using butter. But honestly, most of the time, I, I still, I'll even swap butter for coconut oil and just use coconut oil in my baked goods. But if it's something that you want a buttery flavor, then ghee, try ghee. Or get that organic grass-fed butter or like Kerrygold Irish butter. Okay, now, oh, next thing. So we've got flour we covered. We're gonna do coconut, almond, or cassava flour, and use tapioca starch or arrowroot starch for thickeners. Then we did our oils. We're gonna use coconut oil, or just very much avoid seed oils, avoid hydrogenated oils like Crisco, or margarine, or any vegetable oils like canola oil, rapeseed oil, um, I'm blanking. Anything that's like, you want to avoid the vegetable oils and seed oils and sunflower oil, safflower oil. They sound healthy, but they're really can be very pro-inflammatory. So we want to stick with coconut oil, macadamia nut oil, avocado oil, and coconut, did I say coconut, coconut oil, um, ghee. So yeah, stick with those. And then the, let's dive into sugar. So sugar, this is a big one. Most recipes call for white refined table sugar, and that's going to spike your blood sugar. And so we want to swap that out for coconut sugar, which is a great swap and it's lower glycemic and it has more minerals. And then the things like honey and maple syrup are great swaps. And I just do want to say that it doesn't mean because it's honey and it's natural that it's a free-for-all because these still have sugar and they still affect your blood sugar. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to reverse chronic disease, have optimal brain function and, and feel your best, then we want to still be really mindful of sugar. And so I'll see a ton of paleo recipes or gluten-free recipes and they're better because they are like cleaner ingredients and no chemicals and additives. But a lot of times they're loaded. There's like one cup of honey or loaded with sugar, 20 grams of sugar in a serving. And I'm like, ah, so really be mindful of this. And if you see a recipe, try cutting that amount in half. A lot of times it's definitely enough. And as your taste buds change, you will need less and less sugar. So 
wean yourself off, you know, just kind of play around with the recipe, start slow and then maybe add in some more. And, but these are definitely better sugar alternatives. So coconut sugar, honey, or maple syrup. And then I want to give you some ideas for natural sweeteners that are your best bet. If you're trying to lose weight, if your goals, if you've got type two diabetes, if you're doing like keto or really low carb and really watching your blood sugar, then to use three, which I'd recommend number one is monk fruit sweetener. This is, it doesn't affect your blood sugar and isn't digested and usually typically does not cause any digestive issues. So monk fruit sweetener is like my number one. Then next would be stevia and stevia. A lot of people complain about the aftertaste. You could always use liquid stevia, which seems to have less of an aftertaste. You could always do a blend of the two too. And then the third is erythritol. So erythritol is a sugar alcohol and a lot of sugar alcohols can, can cause gut distress. So if you've got IBS, um, any gastrointestinal disorders, then you may want to avoid sugar alcohols, but erythritol has been shown to not do that. And unless it's in like very extreme large amounts. And so you may be really great with erythritol and it will help. So you don't get a blood sugar spike like you would with regular sugar. And so these are great. You'll see erythritol a lot in keto recipes. And I would do number one though, I would do monk fruit sweetener. And there's just, there's not, I don't think enough research on erythritol where I wouldn't say it's not safe by any means, but um, my go-to if you're eating something regularly would be to use, use the monk fruit sweetener. And then, yeah, so these are three great go-tos. And one thing I like to do too is like maybe you use half the honey and then sweeten the rest of monk fruit sweetener. If like you're not, if it's not, if you don't like it enough, like you can combine these, but know what your goals are. If your main goal is to get sugar down, then to use like your blood sugar stable, then to use one of these natural sweeteners or really, really be mindful of the honey and the maple syrup and the coconut sugar, how much you're using. But if your main goal is to really, you know, be eating real whole foods, natural things from the earth, really, and you're not, and you've got good insulin sensitivity, then these, you know, honey, maple syrup, coconut sugar are great options for you. And yeah, so swap those. And I have a recipe or a conversion chart that I can share in the notes so you know how to go from, you know, if you've got a recipe that's calling for one cup of sugar, how much monk fruit sweetener do I use? So I'll put that in the show notes. And Yes. So lastly, I just want to finish this off with a reminder that again, we are up-leveling these desserts so that you can have healthier options, but that to be mindful that these aren't free-for-alls either. They're still, so if you notice that you start eating some of these and then all of a sudden you've got like a major sweet tooth or like you're eating pans of brownies every day, then it may be something to be mindful of and have once in a while and maybe have to abstain for a little bit to kind of regain composure and then have one once in a while. And that's why one thing I love is single servings. So last little tip, mug cakes are like the best thing in the world. You can make them so quickly. And what it is, it's a, basically a cake in a mug. I don't like to use the microwave, but if you are, want something really convenient, you can use the microwave. You can also just stick these in the oven or a toaster oven. But it's basically like one, for example, coconut flour, coconut oil, cacao powder, a little bit of honey or monk fruit sweetener and an egg and coconut oil, if I didn't say that. And you just stir it up, heat it up, 
and it cooks into like an instant serving of a cake. And they're so dense and they're so filling. Like I'd hardly ever finish the whole thing. And because again, these flowers are so much more filling. And with all the, all the coconut oil, you just really feel satiated. And you can melt dark chocolate chips and dip them in it for the icing. So you can do dark chocolate chips and coconut oil and melt them and a little bit of vanilla extract and make a really good icing dip. You can also dip strawberries in that. So that's a great dessert go-to too. All right. Well, I could go on forever because I love talking about dessert. But so just remember to be mindful. Notice anything if you start to, you know, eat pounds of coconut flour, maybe you need to just tune back for a little bit. But um, I think y'all are going to do great with these. Use the swaps. Up-level your recipes. And if you need ideas, let me know. And if you need more support, if you need somebody to help kind of guide you and be there with you during the transition on your health journey, hit me up. I would love to be, to help you, to support you. Cause I wish I, I wish so badly I would have had somebody to help me through healing my gut and getting off sugar because it is not easy to do it alone, especially when we've got so much going on. So hit me up. We'll do a free strategy session. I'd love to talk to you. And if you've got any ideas or questions for me, you can email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at mindfulbelly. All right. Love you guys. Bye.